0: This is episode 574 of the Prepper Website Podcast, where I connect you with resources that will help you live a more self reliant life so you can love your people, get prepared, and live free. Today's article Selco, what it's really like to live in a city under siege. Hey, I'm Todd Sepulveda, the editor of PrepperWebsite.com. This podcast is an audible version with some commentary of articles that have been posted on Prepper Website, a daily curation of preparedness information. These articles are some of the best of the best that have been recently posted on PrepperWebsite.com. All article links and show information can be found on the PrepperWebsitePodcast.com. Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of the podcast. Hey, let's go ahead and jump into our article. It comes to us from TheOrganicPrepper.com, and again, the title is Selco, What It's Really Like to Live in a City Under Siege. Now, if you're new to the podcast or you've Never listened to one of the episodes where I've read an article from Selko. Selko lived during the siege in, well, during the Bosnian War, and his city was under siege. And so he talks a lot about that experience. So a lot of people, you know, look to this as like true SHTF information because he lived it, right? So he was surrounded by, you know, surrounded in the city. And they just had to live that way for a whole year and all the things that go along with that. And so he is, or I want to say he, when he writes, it is coming from someone who English is a second language. And so sometimes, uh, from time to time, I, I correct maybe an article or, you know, a sentence or two or whatever, just to make it flow a little bit easier, or, uh, maybe there's a misspelling or whatever. But when I read Selco's, I don't, just so that you kind of get the flavor of, you know, someone who is writing from, uh, from a different language, right, from that standpoint. And so uh, let's go ahead and jump into this one. This is one of those that, you know, really gets you thinking. So uh, let's go ahead and jump in. When the SHTF, there might not be army outside shooting at you, but there might be gangs who prey on you to get your supplies. Being under siege feels like someone takes the ground away you walked on. Nothing is like it was before. When you defend your home, you need to have a mindset change. Home is not a cozy, secure place anymore. Home is the place you choose to defend yourself and loved ones. You will feel very different about the place you used as a defensive base forever. To stay protected or to try to protect against firing and shelling required some skill, knowledge, and in a lot of the times, good luck. So the violence was shocking. I can say that in the beginning, people acted very brave. But on the other side, that was not courage. It was more like a lack of knowledge of how easily a man can be killed. People went out like kids with water pistols, only that getting wet might be own blood or the blood of a friend on you. I watched a few times a man attacking another guy who is hiding behind some cover. The attacker is just running toward the guy behind cover and constantly shooting. The other guy behind cover just leans forward for a second, gets the timing right, and kills the foolish attacker. When you have a bunch of civilians with a lot of weapons, some strange situations can occur. Remember, I am talking about civilians. Most of them did not know too much about war, fighting, tactics, and everything else. We do not have some smart philosophy of street fighting, especially not in the beginning. But as time goes by, some of the obvious things get figured out or learned, if you like. If somebody wanted to attack someone who is inside a house, the most usual way was to use RPG or hand grenades or some of the openings to shock people inside and create some shrapnel flying around. Quite often, guys used human shields to get to the house. A lot of people got killed because they thought it was not okay to kill some poor prisoner in order to defend the house. Imagine that three bad guys come towards you and they push two older women in front of them. It's a terrible situation and after some time most shot at everything that looked suspicious no matter what. Most of the fighting in the city was like shoot and hide, fight while moving. It was like fighting with shadows They are everywhere, and every shadow can kill you. You often fight people who you do not even see good, so to walk or run lightly was the key. Often, you do not see the enemy and shoot at whatever. Sounds bad, but in a lot of the situations, very good things was to shoot at anything that looks even close to suspicious, and in most of the situations, not even stop later to check. You never know how well you hit. Just grab your stuff and move. Move, move, move. I remember that. Always on the run. Psychology in Urban Warfare Fear was one of the greatest allies of fighting. So if one of the groups wanted to kill or expel another group from some street, position, or building, the usual method was to talk to them for hours over the megaphone device. Maybe from this perspective looks ridiculous, but if you listened for hours or days for one and same story how you are going to be treated good if you surrender yourself, after some time a lot of folks are going to start to believe in that. Or in another case, you may listen for an hour what that guy is going to do to your family and you if you do not surrender yourself. It's hard to imagine how wrong things can be. After watching a video of Syria and the people there, some memories came back, some dark memories that usually hide deep inside of me, not easy to get to them, but this is one that came back. My friend got caught with his buddy in one house. Actually, two of them are left something like behind enemy lines in the basement of a destroyed house. An enemy group, some 150 to 200 men, were doing a sweep through that street, robbing and killing civilians who had not had time to run. He said to me that they spent two days in the basement Covered with all kinds of junk, watching outside through small opening. A few meters from opening was a corpse of a little girl, maybe 10 years old. In order to see if somebody was coming to their basement, one of them needed to be constantly at the small opening watching. He said he managed to watch the atrocities that those people did to civilians and somehow push that deep inside his brain over time to put these memories away but to stare at a dead kid all that time with her eyes wide open and her blonde hair, he almost lost his mind. One of them had a pistol and a few bullets. Other one had a rifle, 30 bullets, and a homemade grenade made from an unexploded tank grenade. They made an agreement that if they see the enemy coming to the basement, they're going to fire everything and blow themselves with the grenades. Nobody came into their basement though. A burned house was not interesting for other guys. After two days, the enemy group just pulled back. They survived the war, both of them. One of them became a drug addict, lived very fast for a few years, and died from an overdose. The other man is still my friend. He is in his mid-40s, prepared, armed, strong, skilled. He has two kids, a boy and a girl, teenagers. Both of them know how to shoot and how to defend themselves. Everyone handles it differently. The reality is different from anything you can read. I can only write stories here. The reality is a whole different thing. Once things turn ugly, some things can feel so wrong, they cannot be understood or processed with a normal mind. Actually, there is no way to deal with that. Sometimes with friends, we can speak about these things. Sometimes we laugh. Other times, some of my friends are quiet for days. I have periods like that too. I think none of us is dealing too good with that may be pushing it away from time to time. I have, for example, some periods when I am too aggressive, easy to explode. It happens rarely now, but I still have those times. I hope we all never have to go through this again. But if the time comes, I'm ready and you should be too. All right, guys, this was an excerpt from Selco's book, and the book is entitled The Dark Secrets of SHTF Survival, and you can purchase that book on uh, or through a link on Daisy's website, theorganicprepper.com. And so you can get a PDF version or a paperback version if that's something that you want. And if you want to read a little bit more of the um, the experience that Selco had when he was there, and so you know he'll go in. I'm sure it'll go into a lot of detail. You know, there's a couple of things to gather from this. People will lose their civility, right? A lot of times, people will talk about that the thing that's keeping you know the people from going crazy or going you know becoming really bad people, or it's the illusion of society, the illusion of civility. And then if that was to go, then all of a sudden people, maybe even normal people that you would see at the grocery stores or your neighbors or whatever, could start acting really, really crazy, right? And so those who don't have the propensity to be able to Understand that the human condition could go south very, very quickly. Can be taken advantage of, or killed, or you know, whatever. All those type, type things that that would happen that would be really, really bad. And so, you know, you have to take that into perspective, and and you need to be able to to understand that. The other thing here is that people reacted two different ways. You know, I was thinking about the the two friends that were in the basement. One went one way, you know, he couldn't handle it. He started taking drugs and eventually overdosed. The other guy tried to live a normal life, but as a result, he began to become prepared. He's like, this is never going to happen again, right? This is never, I'm never going to allow something like this to happen here where we are and not be prepared to meet the, the the pain and the emergency with, you know, my preparedness supplies and the things, you know, I'm going to train up my kids. I don't want them to be you know, just hey, you've got so much of video games and you've got so much of this, but you have no ability to defend yourself if you really need it. And you know, I'm sure they're not going out every single day playing commando, but he's taking them to the range every so often, and they're shooting and they they're getting that experience. So if they ever needed to, then there's no hesitation. It's not a learning curve to pull the trigger. That that's something that they have done many many times before. So a lot, a lot to gain from these types of articles, if you believe that we would get to a place where the, you know, the poop would hit the fan and it would go south. The thing to remember though is when this stuff was going on, the world, everything else around the world was just moving on, right? And uh, I can't remember which presidential administration, you know, was it the Clinton administration? Maybe um, it's been so long ago, but. I remember, you know, the UN and sending you know planes over there and all that kind of stuff, and 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 men and all that stuff, but you know they were experiencing SHTF. They were experiencing all out hell, and the world was just going on like like no big deal. I mean, people, kids were going to school, you know, people were having birthdays and going out to eat and everything else like that, and you had parts of the world that were in this devastation just like we have today. There are parts of the world right now where people are being slaughtered and and killed and, and persecuted and all those types of things. And so, it's hard for us, our American brain, or at least our Western brains. For those of you that are listening, that are not necessarily, you know, in the United States, but you know, um, you're still in this, you know, the Western mindset. It's very hard for us to understand some of that because we've never experienced that. Although some places over in Europe, things are heating up so crazily. When you start thinking about what's going on in France and Sweden and even London and, and a lot of other places over there, you know, people are starting to wake up and starting to understand, like, look, if we don't do something, this is just going to continue on. There's there's not any let up here, right? This isn't an isolated instance. You know, we've got to do something to protect ourselves. We've got to be prepared. And so, you know, people, I think, are starting to wake up to that in in Western countries, not necessarily America, but over there. And so you just wonder, I mean, I've said it before, the world is crazy. Things are crazy right now. And so those of us that can see, you know, it doesn't take that much to push people over the edge, to push society over the edge, you know, things can, can happen. And so again, not the whole doom porn or whatever, but at least do, can you think through a scenario where you need to be a little bit better prepared to defend yourself, defend your family, take care of people and not be in a situation where you are helpless. That would be the worst case scenario right there. Well, everyone, like always, I'm going to link to this article in the show notes. Again, it's called Selco, what it's really like to live in a city under siege. You can go click on this link. There's a lot of other links. Like I said, if you want to buy Selco's book and support Selco and uh, I think also maybe Daisy as well, and uh, you know there's all different kind of links in there, and you can bounce off to other articles from there, and even read more from Salco. He has his own website that you can link to, and you can go and you know read a bunch of articles that he has written uh, throughout the years. Well, that's it for episode 574. Hey, thanks so much for hanging out with me this week. Hey, as I close down this week, I want to remind you that Prepper Website has a ton of resources for you to help you get prepared. And so anything from the best articles that have been posted for that day, you can find those on the main page of PrepperWebsite.com. But then we have a bunch of other pages as well. We have pages that are devoted to alternative news, to firearms, to DIY, frugal living, you know, a bunch of different uh, types of focuses where you can go and you can read articles that are specific to that. And I know that I've talked about the alternative news hub. That is like the second most popular page in all of the website. And I realize that I probably have never made it really super easy for you to come over. I've always told you that if you wanted to find one of those pages, you can go to Prepper website and on the top right corner, you just you know click the drop down menu and you'll find those pages that I'm talking about. But on this, uh, in this episode, in the show notes, I'm going to go ahead and link directly to the Alt News Hub. And so if you want to go check it out and you want to go see, you know, what it looks like and some of the alternative news sites that are there and some of the stories, I mean, it updates on a regular basis. And I'm talking about maybe a couple of times a day. It's updating with new articles as the sites that are listed there, as they release new articles, they show up there and so you can click over there and go see what it's all about and I, I guarantee you you're going to find something that's interesting that you're going to click on and you want to go read and so uh, you know I'm going to go ahead and directly link to that but if this weekend you know comes around and you're looking for preparedness more preparedness articles and information head on over to prepperwebsite.com and there are tons of articles. And then below, if you've never gone and really gone below the fold of the website, there are tons of websites and YouTube uh, channels and podcasts and all different kinds of websites that you can link to, you know, and so they're there. A lot of resources for you to help you get prepared and, uh, and, and get you and your family ready for whatever emergency might come around. Well, everyone, that is it for episode 574. Hey, don't forget to subscribe to the show. Head on over to theprepperwebsitepodcast.com or search for Prepper Website Podcast in your favorite podcast catcher. That way you never miss another episode of Sweet Prepper Goodness. And take a moment to connect with me. I have a link in the show notes so you can join the Prepper Website email list and stay connected. And with that, choose to live a more self-reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government grid or the grind. Until next week, stay prepped and aware. Peace.